What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPod11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's Dolphins Week Part 2. The Jets coming off their biggest win of the season in terms of uh, in terms of victory and things of that nature. It's like second time on the pod. I think uh, pop time right before we uh, report in camp this year. Guy who should be an all-pro, should be a pro bowler this year, is having a heck of a season here for the Jets, Thomas Morse. Thomas, how are we doing, man? Great, well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course, of course. We uh, we had a good, we had a fun time. I think back in, I think it was July, uh, back in July. But now we get to now we get a little mid season, uh, close to the end of the season check in. Um, how are you feeling so far with this season? It's been a, I feel like it's been one of those seasons where um, I know we don't always give punters enough attention, but I actually feel like you've gotten some nice, uh, some nice attention through uh, through thirteen weeks. Yeah, um, certainly not looking for it. Um, you know, I'd much rather you know, upon half the time, but yeah, I've definitely felt the love from everybody. And, um, you know, it's been a, you know, up and down season for sure. Yeah, no, it's obviously the, the Giants game kind of sticks. I was just joking about, uh, you know, playing in the rain <laughs> every single, uh, every single game. It feels like, I think weather's the weather for, uh, for Miami this week doesn't look good as well. Um, what's it, how has it kind of felt like, you know, for, from your own kind of perspective of just, um, I guess punting in the elements and doing things of that nature. It's like, is that ever challenging for you at all? Or it's like, you just kind of go out there and just hit bombs. Um, I try to do both. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the more challenging the environment, um, the more attentive you are to everything, um, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think no one looks forward to playing in 50 degrees, raining, uh, windy, but um, also, it's a it's an exciting thing to see what you can do with it, and um, you know they've got to play in it too. So I don't really worry about it. It's going to be what it's going to be, and um, I'm always excited to you know to be playing in another game. Yeah, no, uh, and of course, and it's interesting. It, obviously, I think you tweeted out maybe uh, on Sunday, and and you and Justin Hardy have kind of had this <laughs> thing you've played together, obviously in the past, and being able to kind of you know get together you know here in New York, and you know two guys that are playing at an all pro level. Is it kind of like a like a receiver quarterback receiver connection? And sometimes it feels like he knows exactly where the ball is going to land all the time, and you just hit him. You hit him down there, and you know, like I know it's a people don't think of it as a trust thing, but I feel like as a punter and especially in the kicking game, like you have to have trust in the rest of the the ten on the field that they're going to be in their spot to kind of make you look good no matter what. Yeah, no, it's funny you ask that because um, in the game after he made a, a big play where we downed it at the two. Um, <clears throat> I just went over to him, and it's just so glad. I'm so glad to have him out on the field. He's been missing for quite a bit of the season with his um, with his injury, and uh, I just said, "Man, I don't know if I'm going to make the Hall of Fame. I don't know if you're going to make the Hall of Fame, but if they had a duo that could go in together, it would be me and him. Uh, we've done a lot of uh, success. You know, we've done a lot of winning together, and we've um, had a lot of success together. And we, I think the way he does his job and the way I do my job synergizes and um, you know, you get kind of one plus one equals three type of production. Um, and so, you know, it's just fun playing uh, alongside him. Uh, he's he's just a great player, and he has some of the intangible qualities that you can't give to a young person. Um, he just has them. And a lot of that has to do with just having a chip on your shoulder and, uh, you know, being that undrafted guy that, um, just feels disres- kind of had that disrespected feeling and knows that they belong, 
And uh, it's probably a blessing that it happened to him because um, he had to feel how he kind of felt like rock bottom professionally for him. And he's just, he doesn't want to go back there and uh, he doesn't forget that feeling. So, yeah, no, J Justin's a, is a special, <laughs> special player, obviously, but a special guy off the field as well. I, I know, obviously, you know, again, we had a joke about paying attention to kicking around the league. Greg Zerline, I feel like this year has been, has he missed one? I don't know if he's missed one or two field goals the entire year. Yeah, he's been automatic. He's, and, he's been yeah, automatic. He the, yeah, yeah, it was against Kansas City. I think that was the only, is that the only kick, right? I, I don't remember him missing yeah. another kick. How impressive has that been? And then I wanted to ask you also, I mean, obviously it's not a Jets really question, but Brandon Aubrey for the Cowboys has been like hitting just absolute missiles. Uh, I think the the kick he had on Sunday night against the Eagles, they had the, the tracking data now. It said it would have been good from 70. Do you pay attention to some of the other kickers and punters around the league of just like, Marvel at some of these guys that like are doing things that, you know, just like that are special. Maybe the common fans not paying attention to, but like hitting a 60 yarder that could have gone 70 is uh it's pretty goddamn impressive. Yeah. Look, I um, don't want to take anything away from him. I mean, they, first off the answer is yeah, sure. I keep up with what other specialists are doing. And I think from a professional standpoint, you always kind of want to be aware of um, where you stand and, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's a production-based business, and um, if you're not producing, then you're going to find somebody that will. So, uh, yeah, I'm always paying attention. Uh, the guys had an incredible year um, in Dallas, and we played them week two. I mean, I was very impressed just watching kick. He absolutely can hammer the ball. Uh, but, look, there's a lot of guys that can hit a 70-yard field ball in this league. Uh, they just don't ever get the ops. Um and that's not taking anything away from him. That what's most impressive is he hasn't missed. <laughs> you know, he's a he's a a rookie that didn't play college ball and is hundred percent in his NFL career. So that's what's most impressive to me. And um, and you find a guy like that, it's pretty cool to watch. So every every week you kind of tune in and see what he's doing. Yeah, no, it was a, I forget who hit it this week. Um, it ended up being, you know, a touchback. It was like an 80, it was 83 or 84 yard, like punt, punt in the air. Um, I kind of was just thinking to myself, like as a punter, are you, is that something you're like happy about? Or is it like, I'd rather hit a coffin corner punting from, you know, the other team's 42 yard line, you hit it inside the two. Like, I know everyone would think that the further punt is what you'd want, but I almost feel like it's the opposite. Like, it still was touchback. It was still like net yards. Still take the ball to 25 where, you know, maybe a punt that doesn't seem as, as great on paper, um, you know, down the ball inside the two. Am I crazy? Like, I, I know it's cool. He hit it 85 yards in the air, but like, I don't know, still touchback. It wasn't as cool as, you know, pinning a team down that could set up a safety, which you guys have done yeah. quite a few times this year. I don't know what hitting an 80 something yard punt feels like, cause I've never done it. Um, so I can't tell you what that feels like, uh, you know, um, yeah, I mean, if you if you told me I could net that sixty something yards on a punt, I'd take that a hundred out of a hundred times. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but it's just different. You know, I, I don't want to compare it either. I mean, pinning a team at the one or two yard line is awesome. Yeah, especially when it, when you have a defense like ours. Um, but I mean, am I ever trying to hit it as far as I can? No, you know that's not the type of game that I play. So. Um, I'm kind of more in the control the game type of play, and that's just what I do. So, um, you know, if you told me at some point this season I hit an 83-yard touchback, I'd be like, yeah, I'd love to feel what that feels like. It'd be pretty cool. 
Yeah, no, I, I just think that there's like there's different types of kickers, different types of punters, the same way as different types of quarterbacks and, and, and different things like that. What's it I don't know, I'd say what's it been like, but like this year's obviously been crazy from a number of different aspects. There's the highest of highs, obviously, and some of these huge wins against, you know, teams competing for a Super Bowl as well, and obviously some some disappointing losses. Where do you guys kind of feel like you're at, you know, I guess as a locker room as a team right now? If I know a lot of people are, you know, all over the place with how to feel at this jet season, but five and eight with four games right in front of you that are all games you guys could go out and win and and still make a playoff. Like, are you guys thinking like one week at a time? Are you thinking how do we get how do we get in the playoffs? Like, where's I guess you and and the rest of the locker room kind of head at right now? I mean, I think the the coach speak is to take it a day at a time and a week at a time, and I think that's true. I also think um, if you're a competitor, you're always looking at where you stand relative to other people and what you're, you know. You know, I don't look at the odds of, well, if we do this, then we have this better odds. It's to me, it's, you know, we do have to just focus on a game at a time. Um, but I think if you know that you're out of it, that it's, you know, you want to know if you're out of it or if you have a chance, you know, whether the chance is 99% chance of getting in or, or 1% chance of getting in, knowing that you have a chance, I think is really important. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, so I think you have to be able to kind of those two things kind of coexist for, I think, a normal person that has regular human nature, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, um, being present, being in the moment. And if you can do that with every day, whether it's a Monday or a Wednesday or a Friday or whatever the day it is or the game day, and you can just try to improve and get better and um, keep sharpening the sword. Um, that's really the name of the game as a professional um, and if at some point you stop getting better or you stop improving um, that's kind of the beginning of the end if you ask me uh, yeah. for a professional so yeah I think you know we're obviously aware of the situation we're in but um, you know that winning this past weekend the way we did was you know it doesn't matter what the record is um, that was that's what it's all about it's pretty cool to be a part of yeah no it's got to feel good and yeah you, you know I guess this is one of those questions I think, you know, more fans think about all the time and it's from a player's perspective. I know it's not thinking like this, but there's a lot of the argument of, you know, building like any end of the season, like let's, you guys can win out and not make it. You guys can win out and make it like who we have no idea, obviously, but let's just humor me for a second that you guys do win out. And a lot of people sometimes kind of be like, Oh, if, if you win games and don't make the playoffs at the end of the year and you go on a, you know, how can you carry that over, you know, that culture piece and things like that. I kind of like to push back on that, that you guys are going to have a very similar team next year and similar coaching staff and all that stuff. And winning games right now, whether you make it or not, matters a lot. And winning games in the NFL is all that really matters. It's a results-based business, as you just mentioned. I feel like it carries over year to year. And if you're a really good organization, a really strong locker room and team, winning games, and you you build on that. Am I crazy? Like, I know people sometimes like, oh, it doesn't matter, new year. But, like, I kind of say bullshit. Like, if you guys win end the season a five-game win streak, whether you make it or not, you're going to feel pretty damn good going into 24, getting, uh, getting number eight back. 
Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times, and stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in, but you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it Miro? Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Yeah, I mean, I know um, it's day by day. I'm just saying. There's different ways to think about all that stuff. I would just say that for me, I remember John Vilma years ago, uh, for actually former New York Jet, who came down and got traded to New Orleans and was part of our Super Bowl team down there. He, I remember him like it was yesterday when he gave us a speech and he said, Guys, we are in the business of winning. And that is all that matters. I hear teams clam, you know, people clamoring for their teams to lose so they can get better draft picks. And if that's your energy, is what you care about is losing so that you can get a better shot at a at a lottery pick, which is what it is, mm-hmm. because you never know how guys turn out. Um, I just it's it's not good for the culture. I don't think like we should always be trying to win every game. I don't care what the situation is. To, to not have that intent is not healthy for the culture. And, um, and it's honestly kind of cheats the game. So I don't know any other way, you know, when I, I always think about some of the flack that, uh, my predecessor Braden man took for making the tackle, um, <laughs> against the Rams. And it was like an, an elite punt of two feet from the sideline. And he made an awesome play. I mean, how ridiculous it is that people would bash a player for making a great play. You don't do that to a linebacker who's playing defense. You just can't let the guy go walk and score. It's crazy. And, um, you know, people that have that that sort of energy and are, are just trying to, to lose, man, I don't want to be around it. It's, it's, it's a disease. I don't want to be around. It's gross. Yeah. No, it's like we used to, I don't know, when I, when I played in college, it was like the – it was always like the uh, the 80% rule. It's like 80% of people are in the middle, 10% up top, 10% below. It's like stay out of that 10% um, at the bottom, which is the people that are like kind of the energy suckers or energy vampires, whatever you want to call it. A lot of the coach speak, but like yeah. you don't want to be around that stuff. I don't know. I just – plus like I think people sometimes forget that every single person on the Jets right now or on any roster, that film's out there. So you go out there and like you kind of throw in the towel – some other team's going to see that and they're much less likely to get signed and, and things of that nature. Um, you know, yeah, I, and I would say even yeah. more than that is you've made a commitment to other people on your team that sacrifice their bodies day in, day out, week in, week out. And to not do that justice is, is bullshit to me that anybody yeah. wouldn't go out there and give their very best. I mean, that's, what's, that's what makes sports so awesome. Yeah. And to think you're going to, you know. Yeah not do that just to it just it's crazy to me so um you know i don't know what else to say about it no i just i just was 
I know we talked a lot about kind of staying present. And one other question I wanted to ask you about like forward thinking and stuff like that. And I know it's impossible. I've, I've asked every player that's been on the podcast this the last month or so, but Obviously, the carrot of Aaron coming back is a real thing. Like, I, I don't think anything, any he, human nature would just say, like, it's hard to not pay attention to, like, this guy that's a four-time MVP is going to walk in the Hall of Fame as one of the two or three best quarterbacks ever. The fact that he might come back is a real thing. Is it put – I know you're going to tell me it doesn't put any more pressure, so I'm going to ask you anyways. But, like, do you, th- you guys think about it at all that, like, hey, we go down to Miami this week, we take, we take care of business, and we the playoffs are still in, you know – we can still go make the playoffs and we might get Aaron back. Like, do you guys think about that at all? Um, I know you're going to tell me you don't, but I have to ask anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I would say no, but I, but it's not in the way that the way that you're asking is, are we all aware that he's here in the building every day and doing new things every week that he didn't do the week before and showing that there's a chance he's coming back. Hell yeah. It's, it's inspiring to see somebody doing what he's doing, trying to do something that no one thinks he can do. So, and knowing that that's a potential, absolutely, it's 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 inspiring just to see, and um, it's good that he's back, like full time in the locker room every day, just as present. So, um, everybody's aware of it. My thinking about that related to next week's game, I don't even know who we play next week. Like, <laughs> we're playing the Dolphins this week in Miami, and we need to win. So, um, you know. I don't think I'm thinking of it or guys are thinking of it in the way you're saying, but we're all very aware that he could come back and, and, and we're also aware that us winning, you know, makes those chances better. Right. So, uh, so yeah, that's how I'd answer that. Yeah, no, I, I'm honest. I, I feel, I kind of figured as much, um, I want to ask you quickly, a couple more quickly before we kind of, uh, you know, wrap up here. Obviously, we kind of mentioned Aaron, yourself. Um, unfortunately, I would, too. Obviously, got hurt. Dwayne Brown, some folks, you know, Greg Zerlon, et cetera, guys that, even a CJ Mosey that have kind of been around the NFL, have won, or the veterans in this league that, like, are kind of doing it still at such a high level, um, you know, into your, you know, mid and late 30s. How important do you think it is to have that veteran presence and those these guys that are just proven, like, have done it in the league for such a long time. I think a lot of times folks get wrapped into like, it's always the young, shiny new piece that, you know, the new quarterback, new punter, new, it doesn't matter what position it is. I feel like a lot of what's, you know, because of salary cap and different things, a lot of times we lose sight of like those veterans in the locker room that kind of steer you through, especially the hard times um, of yeah. like how to keep your, you know, how important do you think that is? Cause I think, like I said, I, the reason I think part of what you guys are doing is special is like, you have this locker room that has a lot of young guys that are awesome. Like, don't, I'm not taking anything away from them, but like you've gone and won a Super Bowl. Aaron's gone and won a Super Bowl. Al Woods has been there. CJ Mosley's been the Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl at different organizations. Like how important are those uh, strong veteran, you know, like leaders, but also guys that produce every, uh, every day. Um, Look, hugely important. Um, I don't think it's so much about age. I think having experience on a team, um, even if they're younger guys, but if there's a ton of experience still, they've, they've, played a bunch of games and they've done some running and been a part of what that looks like, you know, um, like you just said, that 80 rule, 10 and 10 on either side, right? If you can get a few guys, more guys lean into one side than the other, that the, the rest of the guys kind of slide down into that culture, right? So I think that matters. And I think it's also good for young players to see, you know, when you get onto a team, if you want to get, you know, the second contract that guys talk about and you want to be – a valued member of the team looking around and seeing who are the guys that they're paying here right now. Okay. Why are they paying? 
Is it because their production's amazing? Is it because their leadership's amazing? Is it a little bit of both? Um, you know, I mean, I see that as a reason or, or a value that I've made, you know, um, getting guys, guys, they just look around and like, man, what's Thomas doing? Why is he still doing this at a high level? What's, what's different about him? And they start asking questions, right? It's, uh, it's, it's kind of like the difference between a Bible beater and somebody that lives a good Christian life, but you don't see them beating the Bible around, right? But there's something different about them. And you want to know what it is about them, what makes them different. You start asking questions as a curiosity. And then and that's when the, the word gets shared, you know? So it's kind of like the same thing. It's guys, instead of telling guys how they should be doing everything, you just operate the way you know you need to operate. And then guys start saying, hey, man, I saw you in the cold tub doing this thing. Like, explain that to me, why you do that. Because it looks painful. I'm like, it is painful. But, it, you know, here's why I do it. Here's, here's why I need it, right? Oh, I saw you, you know, you don't eat this ever when we have this in the cafeteria. Well, that, that's something that I, my body doesn't agree with. And, you know, I really try to do this. Okay, tell me about your nutrition. And all of a sudden, start having a bunch of one-on-ones with different young kids and hopefully helping them start to ask the right questions. And, um, you know, all those things add up, right? So I think it's really important to have better presence on the locker room and, um, and just a consistency of production typically comes with guys like that and to see what being a pro looks like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not just game day. I think a lot of people look at, Oh, what do they do on game day? But it's a lot of how you prepare, you know, how you're preparing your body March through March through July to get ready for camp, how you prepare your body week in, week out, what you're doing, football IQ wise, how you watch film, all these different things, yeah. practice. And um, I want to, obviously you played in Miami. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, do you, do you get any extra sense of uh, I want to go out there and just like I I want to win this game a little extra because like hey I'm I'm on I'm on the Jets right now and like you know I know it's, we always talk about like especially veterans finding that chip on their shoulder or that extra little bit of motivation that have accomplished everything it's like hey you let me out of the building like f you I'm gonna go hit some bombs and show you why you shouldn't let me out of the building it's like does that creep in your head at all I mean I again human nature says like if somebody moved on from me like I want to go show them why you should never should have done that. Obviously, you want to win and hit bombs regardless, but. Yeah, I think um, those human natures uh, are normal and everybody has them to a degree. And um, general rule of life for me is if it's if my human nature says yes, then, then the answer probably should be no. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, if you make it more than it is, you get outside of what your normal process is, you're just not going to you're not going to be who you need to be. So um, does anybody that didn't go back to a team want to show their former team what they're missing? Sure they do. Uh, if you make it about that, uh, you know, you're, you're just playing with the wrong motivations, I think. And um, that's not going to sustain you. So I don't, I don't really think about like that. I don't mean resentment towards the, the group down there. They were phenomenal to me. And, uh, but we're damn right. I want to win. <laughs> obviously, uh, want to talk quickly before we log off here. I, we want to obviously get you, get you in the pro bowl. The last time you had, you know, your average yards for punt was, uh, was this high. Obviously we had an all pro and pro bowler in 2012, um, leading the league right now in, in punt yardage and, um, you know, and different things of that nature. Is that something that would be pretty, pretty damn cool? I mean, I have to imagine again, I know the most important things it's results-based business, but being age 37, you know, I have to imagine 
the way you're hitting the ball right now, it'd be pretty damn cool to, to find yourself in Vegas. Hopefully you find yourself in Vegas twice for the Super Bowl right. as well. But <laughs> now it could be a tremendous honor. Um, and um, yeah, it'd be really cool. You know, it's been 11 years since I went. I've been the first alternate way too many times. And, um, you know, just one of those things where kind of out of your control. And, uh, but it'd be a really cool thing. Uh, kind of like making all pro for a for specialist. And it's like one guy for each conference. And, uh, yeah, we've done a lot of good things this year. We've set the defense up. They've got three guys, three safeties. Uh, I think we're leading the league in punts inside the five and inside the 10. Yep. We're second inside the 20. And um, just looked up on that PFF account of, of guys in the AFC that have over a 49 yard average. I've got the highest average hang time. So, um, you know, we're doing it open field. We're doing it um, in, you know, in the future territory. And, um, you know, I think we've helped keep, either keep us in games or help us win a lot of games this year. So, um, that's what it's all about. So it'd be a pretty cool honor for sure. Yeah, no, we'll, uh, when I, when I post out the link where I'm going to, we'll put in the, uh, make sure we're getting the hashtag, you know, Pro Bowl vote and stuff like that. Make sure everybody retweets. I was just, lo- I was just looking here in your 20 games as a Jet, you have by far your hardest, by far your highest uh, yards for punt in your career. A 40, yeah. uh, 48.9. It's pretty cool. Something about the MetLife Air. The turf might suck, but, uh, you know, the MetLife Air, we're going to get some bombs. But I appreciate you hopping on as always. Obviously, good luck down to Miami this week. Um, you know, bring home a W, and uh, we'll have to do this again. All right. Sounds good, Will. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, man.